Uh, I'm Jen Ramos, and I'm the host of Jen Has Issues Podcast. Progress Texas is not afraid of being honest. The good, the bad, and the ugly, they are here to hold it all down for progressive values. It's Thursday, December 7th, 2023, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. We've learned via communication from Austin-based attorney Austin Kaplan, working in partnership with the Center for Reproductive Rights on legal assistance to both the plaintiffs in the Zarowski case, but also in this newly announced lawsuit by Dallas-area mother of two, Kate Cox, for legal protection for herself, her husband, and her doctors as she pleads for an abortion procedure amidst a troubled pregnancy that threatens her health. As we've mentioned, every day that passes adds to the risk to Miss Cox, and she's asked for expedited consideration of her case. That may be coming this morning at 9 when an emergency hearing will take place in the courtroom of Austin Judge Maya Guerra Gamble as the plaintiff seeks a temporary restraining order against the state of Texas. Kaplan also shared a response from Attorney General Ken Paxton's office, surprisingly informal and smarmy in its language, essentially staking out the same territory as we heard in the AG's Zorowski argument that Cox's doctor can opt for abortion care if he determines a dire threat to her life or health, but also contending that in their expert medical opinion, those conditions don't exist in Ms. Cox's case. Kaplan says, quote, reproductive rights are civil rights. Pregnant Texans like our clients need medical treatment, but unfortunately, the state of Texas has a panel of lawyers ready to fight against necessary, medically indicated, potentially life-saving and fertility-saving abortion health care, unquote. Nadine Elbawab at ABC News provides a solid summary of the Cox lawsuit. We've got that linked in the show notes alongside the YouTube link you can use to watch this morning's hearing at 9 a.m. Central. Speaking of Ken Paxton, his latest couple of lawsuits indicate that he's fully bought into the fringe right-wing conspiracist playbook from his lawsuit against Pfizer using fully debunked math source from anti-vax nutjob material dating back to the early days of the pandemic to a new lawsuit against the federal government claiming they funded technology specifically designed to censor right-wing opinions online. Nate Raymond at Reuters says conservative rags The Daily Wire and The Federalist are parties to this latest Paxton joint, alleging the State Department has funded technology that could, quote, render disfavored press outlets unprofitable, unquote. They're protesting government funding of two organizations that received grants or contracts from the State Department's Global Engagement Center, which is authorized to counter foreign propaganda and disinformation. The first is the Global Disinformation Index, or GDI, a British think tank that received a $100,000 grant in 2021. And second is NewsGuard, which rates the misinformation levels of news outlets and received $25,000 in 2020. Paxton's lawsuit challenges the State Department's statutory authority to provide this funding. NewsGuard responds that its work in this area represents only a minuscule part of their overall operations and that even that part focuses on tracking false claims made in state-sponsored media outlets in Russia, China, and Venezuela. Neither GDI nor the State Department saw fit to submit comment to Reuters on this at all. While we're on the conspiracist nutjob train, let's pivot to those lawsuits we told you about earlier this week from election fraud enthusiasts threatening to delay the results of the recent constitutional amendment election, including cost of living raises for our retired public school teachers. Patrick Svitek at the Texas Tribune says Texas state officials believe they've found a legal tactic to prevent that from happening. The state argues that the lawsuits were improperly served and because Governor Greg Abbott canvassed the results a day earlier, the lawsuits are now effectively invalid. These lawsuits filed by right-wing activists days after the November election 
are based on false claims that the state's voting equipment is not certified and that voting machines are connected to the Internet. Our bet is that Governor Abbott and state officials are more worked up about the voter-approved property tax cuts in jeopardy of delay, a bit more than teacher pension raises, thus the zeal to bypass these lawsuits. But there's no guarantee it's going to work. Even Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick has said he's not sure about it. We continue following. Also from the Texas Tribune and writer Matthew Choi, both of Texas's U.S. Senators, Ted Cruz and John Cornyn, voted down the White House's request to supply Ukraine, Israel and Taiwan with more than $100 billion in defense aid. Joining their party in holding this funding hostage, lest it come along with a complete overhaul of border and immigration policy. Cornyn says the quiet part out loud saying, quote, I support funding for Ukraine, I support funding for Israel, but this is an opportunity for us to force the Biden administration to do what they should have been doing all along, unquote. In other words, he'll only allow the United States to uphold its commitments to its allies abroad engaged in existential combat if he can get Joe Biden to blink. In particular, the defense of Ukraine is in peril of a complete loss to Russia. Should U.S. funding dry up suddenly, a very high-stakes game Cornyn and Cruz are playing indeed. Nicole Lopez at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram writes that an active-duty staff sergeant in the United States Air Force Reserve living in North Texas was arrested and charged with several felonies and misdemeanors connected to the January 6, 2021 insurrection yesterday, including assaulting law enforcement during the breach of the U.S. Capitol. Kyle Douglas McMahon, 41, of Watauga, just north of Fort Worth, is charged in a criminal complaint filed in D.C. with felony offenses of assaulting, resisting, or impeding certain officers and obstruction of law enforcement, and with multiple misdemeanor offenses, including knowingly entering or remaining in any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority, disorderly conduct in the Capitol building, and parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. McMahon was arrested yesterday in Dallas after being identified in a video among a crowd of rioters illegally present on the Capitol grounds and in the building on January 6th. There are still plenty of these people still walking around scot-free. Finally this morning, one that's not political in particular, but does deserve mention as it impacts our cultural lives here in Texas. Natalie Haddad at WFAA in Dallas writes on the recent trend of live music venues in the DFW area going out of business. Hank's Texas Grill and McKinney is closing after a final event on New Year's Eve. After three years in Deep Ellum in Dallas, Thunderbird Station has shut down as of late last month. Within a couple of days of downtown Cowtown at the Isis Theater and Lola's, both in Fort Worth, followed by the Twilight Lounge, also in Cowtown, which wrapped up operations on Tuesday. The reasons range from higher operating costs to higher rent for their buildings, but one venue owner fears that the younger generation of Texans, raised on entertainment mainly coming from their screens, has simply not developed the interest in live entertainment that previous generations have enjoyed. So, if you value your local music scene and haven't been out to a show in a while, might be time to venture out and support your local live music venues. As we wrap today, we're still taking your suggestions for our annual Best and Worst of Texas lists coming out at the end of the year. Which lawmakers did the best job holding the line for progress and which did all they could to hold progress back in Texas? See the link in the show notes and share your opinion with us. That's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Thursday, December 7th, 2023. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. 
Progress Texas is a nonprofit media organization promoting progressive messages and actions while campaigns come and go. We're the permanent home for rapid response media and messaging in the Lone Star State. If you're enjoying our podcasts, an easy way to get active is to share our podcast feed with a friend. And please consider making a donation to help us continue our important work at ProgressTexas.org. I'm Chris Mosher. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again tomorrow morning.